Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. No, overall, great win. Defense did a great job. You're looking, playing a team here at Missouri that's averaged over 40 points a game at home. Team that's blown out everybody they've played at home. Come in to hold them to six points, I think, was uh, was fantastic effort by our defense. Thought we played really, really hard defensively. Uh, offensively, I thought we played well. I thought we had, you know, we really we, we hurt ourselves, and, and and they made plays though with the negative yardage plays really hurt us. Uh, I thought we we had a couple missed, you know, a couple missed reads by Kyle, but you know, part of it is he's get they're getting pressure on us. I think, uh, you know, so we weren't as clean as we wanted to be offensively, and there were some some opportunities to put up more points and more more yards and. That was Florida coach Dan Mullen discussing his team's 23-6 win over Missouri on Saturday. The Gators end a two-game losing streak to the Tigers, get back in the winning column, and now set themselves up to finish with the 10-win regular season in back-to-back years for the first time since 2008-2009. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, I'll recap my five keys to the game in the first segment. In the second segment, take out my report card and grade the Gators and their performance over Mizzou. And in the final segment, I'll bring you some post-game comments from Dan Mullen and touch on Florida basketball's latest loss to UConn. But let's start this show recapping my five keys to the game. Number one for Saturday was getting off to a fast start and taking an early lead. And the Gators weren't able to do that, not quite the start that they were looking for, but they did take the early lead. They scored on their opening drive. Kyle Trask targeted Van Jefferson on his first three throws. They got down into Mizzou territory, but a sack stalled the drive, and they had to settle for a 47-yard field goal from Evan McPherson. But the good news for the Gators is their defense was able to get off to a strong start. They held Mizzou scoreless in the first quarter, had a 3-0 lead, and they never trailed in this game. Even though Florida's offense took a few series to get going after the opening drive, the defense came to play. They basically shut down Kelly Bryant and company all day, and it was really key for them to do that early on to set the tone for the game. Our second key for Saturday was more production from the running backs on the ground, and this was a box that Florida did not check on Saturday. In fact, LaMichael P. Ryan and Damian Pierce almost had identical numbers to last week's game against Vanderbilt. In that win over the Commodores, LaMichael P. Ryan had four carries for 13 yards, and Damian Pierce had two carries for three yards, and you got more of the same on Saturday at Mizzou. P. Ryan finishes with just four carries again for 16 yards, and Pierce gets three carries for four yards as Florida finishes with just 56 yards rushing on the ground. That was their third lowest total of the season. We'll hear from Dan Mullen in the final segment talk about that production. It wasn't something that he was concerned with, but it is an area that I was looking to see improvement from on Saturday, and that didn't happen. Now, with the lack of production on the ground, you do have to give credit to P. Ryan for what he was able to do in the passing game. Once again, for the second week in a row, he makes four catches. Last week, it was for 28 yards and a touchdown this week it's for 24 yards and a touchdown and that catch that he made in the corner of the end zone getting a foot down was an incredible 
incredible play. So you definitely have to give him some brownie points for that touchdown. But in terms of their rushing production, P. Ryan and Pierce just didn't get a lot of action on the ground Saturday. Our third key to the game was convert on third down. Mizzou came into this game ranked third in the SEC with their third down defense. They were only allowing offenses to convert 32% of the time. And that trend continued on Saturday against Florida. This is a box that the Gators were not able to check. They went three of nine last week against the Commodores. Obviously, it didn't slow them down in that 56 to nothing route, but those numbers were even worse on Saturday as Florida went three for 14 on third down. Mizzou did a really good job defending Florida on the money down, and that was a big reason why the Gators only got 23 points in this game. They certainly had other opportunities to put points on the scoreboard with some of the drives that they put together, but when they faced third down situations, the Tigers were able to make several stands and keep them in this game, but it just wasn't enough because of what the Gators were able to do on the defensive side of the ball and that brings us to our fourth key to the game which was getting pressure and sacks on Kelly Bryant and man did the Gators do this on Saturday they sacked him three times and they probably could have doubled that number with the amount of times that they got into the backfield you have to give Kelly Bryant credit he was able to elude pressure on several plays I can think of that one where Mahmoud Diabate had a clear shot at him and Bryant was able to sidestep and get away but the Gators still got three quarterback pressures in addition to those three sacks. And Kelly Bryant, who is a dual threat quarterback and can make plays with his legs, finishes with just 15 carries for 19 yards. There were a couple times where he was able to escape the pocket and pick up some first downs. But Florida's front seven did a great job getting pressure on him. And even though they weren't able to tackle him every time they got an opportunity, it was enough to affect him in the passing game and Mizzou's offense overall. And then our fifth and final key to the game was bend but don't break. I thought that the Tigers would be able to make some plays in this game and even hit some deep passes, which they were able to do once. But coming into this game, the Tigers ranked dead last in the SEC in red zone conversions. And I felt like if that could hold up against the Gators, that was certainly going to help them get the win. And that's what happened on Saturday. Mizzou had some drives where they found some success and got into UF territory, but it didn't happen often. The Tigers had 14 drives in the game and only three times did they cross midfield and one of those drives started in UF territory off of a punt and then the two times that the Tigers did reach the red zone and guess what the Gators held them to a field goal on both trips were able to maintain their lead and continue this trend we've seen from the Tigers where they just cannot punch it into the end zone when they get into the red area coming into this game they had just 19 touchdowns and 36 red zone trips two more opportunities on Saturday and they were held to field goals both times. So kudos to the Florida defense as they helped the Gators come away with a 23-6 win. When we come back from this first break, I'll take out my report card and grade Florida's performance over Mizzou. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into the show. It is time to grade Florida's performance over Mizzou. And we start with the quarterback position. Kyle Trask, another big day through the air. 282 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, although he had a couple scares during the game. He completes 23 of his 35 pass attempts. And then with Emory Jones hitting his 48-yard pass to Kadarius Toney, the Gators go over 300 yards for the day. That is the sixth game where the Gators have had 300-plus passing yards. That's the most that they've had in a season since 2002. And they've had 10 games with 250-plus yards for the first time since 2001. So Kyle Trash just keeps getting it done under center, and Emory Jones continues to contribute. He 
also had six carries in this game for 39 yards, picked up some big first downs, and looked good when he got into the game. Moving to the running backs, I gave that position a C-plus grade, and that's solely based on the production. As I mentioned in the first segment, LaMichael P. Ryan and Damian Pierce just not getting a lot of action on the ground. But LaMichael P. Ryan does catch another touchdown pass, and this time it wasn't an option that ended up being a forward pass. This was a true catch that he made in the corner of the end zone, and with that 15-yard TD reception in the third quarter, that was his fourth of the year, making him the first Gators running back with four touchdown catches in a season since at least 1996. And Mullen has constantly touted Piran's pass-catching ability all year, and you could see why on Saturday with that grab he made. He's definitely one of the best that we've seen catching passes out of the backfield for the Gators in a long time. You just wish that him and Pierce could get some more action in the ground game. But again, it's not something that Dan Mullen is overly concerned with, and he'll talk about it in the final segment. Malik Davis also got in the game and had two carries for three yards. Moving to the wide receivers and tight ends, and surprise, surprise, another A performance for both of those position groups. I mean, hey, when these guys keep having over 300 yards receiving, that's the type of grades that they're going to get. Van Jefferson led the way with six catches for 82 yards. He was targeted eight times in this game, was definitely a go-to for Kyle Trask. You also had Trevon Grimes come up big with three catches for 66 yards, including a long of 41. He made some big plays along the sideline. Jacob Copeland once again involved in the passing game. He makes three catches for 23 yards, was targeted six times in this game, also dropped the ball. And then Josh Hammond, two catches for 45 yards. And what a play that he made on the 34-yard touchdown reception, able to adjust his body to the ball and come down with the catch. We haven't seen wide receivers at Florida making plays like that in a long time. And with that grab that Hammond made, he becomes the seventh Gator with multiple touchdown receptions this season, marking the first time since 2007 that that many UF receivers have had at least two touchdown catches in a season. Kadarius Toney and Freddie Swain each made a catch from the slot receiver position with Tony's going for 48 yards. And then Kyle Pitts, he made four catches for 38 yards at the tight end position and was snubbed on Monday as he was not included among the semifinalists for the John Mackey Award given to the nation's best tight end. Now, I know there's some other guys who made that list that have better numbers than him, but when you look at the impact that he's had on this team and in the SEC this season and where Florida is ranked nationally, it's definitely a snub to keep him off of that list, but he's going to keep making plays and being a weapon for the Gators in this offense. Moving to the offensive line in a C grade for that group, Kyle Trask was sacked four times in this game. He was also pressured pretty much on every series. He had to get rid of the ball pretty fast because these four offensive linemen could not just keep Mizzou's front at bay. Those guys were getting in the backfield often and definitely made it tough for Trask at times. And as we've seen each and every week, this offensive line once again struggles to open up holes in the run game. Dan Mullen and his offensive staff didn't lean on the backs very much in this game, but when those guys did get opportunities, there wasn't much space to run, and they just let the passing game be the focal point of their offensive attack. You do have to give the line credit for the plays that they did give Trask time to throw, but anytime you give up four sacks and only get 56 yards rushing on the ground, it's not a good day at the office. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball and an A grade for this defensive line, Jonathan Grenard has another monster game for the Gators and earns SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week for the second week in a row. He had two sacks against the Tigers and five tackles for a loss. Those five tackles for a loss are the most by a Florida player in a game since, are you ready for this? 
at least 2,000. That is the category that Grenard put himself in on Saturday. And coming into that game, he had four sacks on the season and only seven tackles for a loss. So he almost came close to matching his season total against the Tigers. Just an absolutely dominant performance by him. And you cannot help but think and wonder, if you're a Florida fan or Florida media member, what would have happened in that game at LSU if Grenard would have been healthy. I think Joe Burrow should be counting his lucky stars that he did not have to face number 58 this season. And another nice game for defensive tackle TJ Slayton. He continues to show up for this Florida defensive line. He finished with four tackles in the game, a tackle for a loss, and made a sack. So shout out to number 56. He continues to make plays and come along in that defensive tackle spot. Moving to the linebacker position in an A grade for that group. Ventro Miller had a nice game. He led the Gators with six tackles, five solo. He had a tackle for loss and a quarterback hurry. David Reese the second. He finished with five solo tackles. And James Houston made three tackles in the game. Both Houston and Mahmoud Diabate had chances to sack Kelly Bryant in this game. And they weren't able to get it done. So those were some plays that were missed. But for the most part, Florida's linebackers played really well containing Kelly Bryant in this Mizzou running game. Their starting running back, Larry Roundtree, had just 30 yards in this game. And as a team, Mizzou finished with just 52 yards rushing on 29 carries. So the Gators front seven did a really good job in this department. And then moving to the secondary, an A grade for that group as well. Kelly Bryant has 204 yards passing, but no touchdowns. And he was picked off at the end of the game by Marco Wilson, who got the start at the nickel spot once again. And he led all Gator defensive backs with five tackles in this game. And he also had a tackle for loss. C.J. Henderson, he had four tackles in this game and a tackle for loss as well. He did give up the big passing play that allowed Mizzou to get into UF territory. And safety Sean Davis made four tackles in this game as well. And then last but not least, the special teams kicker Evan McPherson bounced back from his missed field goal last week and knocks through two kicks in this game. And how about Tommy Townsend? He hit a 71-yard punt in this game that matches his career high and is the seventh longest punt in school history. He also had four punts downed inside the 20 in this game. So the Gators got some really good play from their specialists on Saturday. When we come back from this last break, we'll bring you some post-game comments from Florida coach Dan Mullen and discuss the latest loss for Florida basketball on the road at UConn. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Florida fans, if you're making your way to Gainesville this fall for UF home games or you're just a sports junkie like me, then I've got the perfect place for you. The Mealy Pop Shop, located off I-75 on 39th Avenue, is your one-stop shop for sports cards, memorabilia, autographs, gaming, and collectibles. I've been able to load up on my Michael Jordan cards since the shop opened last year. They have college and NFL games on in the store every weekend and a bunch of cool events, sometimes featuring former Gator players like Percy Harvin. Their NFL weekly pick them is free and fun with weekly prizes and a season-long prize so check out the mealy pop shop at 3700 northwest 91st street gainesville florida or call at 352-204-5573 welcome back into the show florida coach dan mullen was all smiles on saturday after the gators get a 23-6 win 
over Mizzou. They finish SEC play at 6-2 for the first time since 2016. Now, with Georgia getting the win over Auburn, they were able to clinch the division, and they will be going to Atlanta for the third straight year. But Dan Mullen is still proud of what his team was able to accomplish this season, and specifically on Saturday, he really liked what he saw from Kyle Trask and Emory Jones, as well as the performance from his defense. In his postgame press conference, he talked about the performance he got from those players, as well as the Gators' lack of production on the ground game and why it's something that's not concerning him this season. You know, the negative yardage rushing plays and everybody gets all freaked out about the rushing. I don't. I'm like, whatever. You know, I mean, I don't. But I think we ran for some positive yards today. We also ran for some negative yards. But, you know, they all count in. So everybody looks at the average and says, oh, there must be a big issue. Not really. Right? <laughs> what would you say? Winning. That's Winning. all that matters, right? I don't, run, throw, pass. I don't care. You know, P. Ryan, I, I think, you know, and he gets, he gets lost the year he's having catching the ball. Uh, and the matchups and the problems he causes coming out of the backfield. And, you know, and we run, we run a pro-style offense, you know, and if you look at it, I mean, you look and say, hey, you know, and I, and I think that's one of the things that he's understood and really benefit is, hey, I'm, I'm running the offense. It's going to be really similar to what I might be doing next year when I get the opportunity to go play in the NFL and catching balls and doing this. And, hey, I'll get some carries here and there. i got to make take advantage of my carries. But i got to be a three-down, all-purpose back to be able to do everything. i got to be able to catch, protect, run, do it all. And he's done that. And you see now, you know, I mean, you get the opportunity to go single them up and, you know, and run receiver routes and catching the ball coming out of the backfield, catching the ball in the slot. And uh, that was a great catch by him. Well, I think he's always comfortable running the ball. I know he's very confident throwing it. And... You know, I probably. Yeah, well, you know what I think he's really done a good job of of being ready. You know, of sitting there and being, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll you in, and you never know when it's coming. I'm gonna roll you in, roll and go ready to go. Uh, and I think you see he's a dynamic runner. I I mean I, I haven't opened it up completely for him in the past game yet, but I think it's starting to build build his confidence of, hey, I'm a playmaker, right? And I think you saw it on that pass to KT is, hey, I'm a playmaker, coach. I, I'll whip it down the field with the best of them now. And, you know, he did last week, did this week. And I think you're just starting to see it build his confidence more and more. I, I have complete trust in him to do it. I mean, we're just, Kyle's pretty good too, you know. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, I mean, we just, those guys, I, I love how they've handled it. You know, I, hey, they run on the field, they run on the field. I, Kyle's never questioned anything when Emory, hey, Emory, who's in? You know, they don't question any of that. They just go do their thing. Well, it wasn't all good news for UF Athletics over the weekend as the Gators basketball team suffers a 62-59 loss on the road at UConn. The Gators had just 20 points in this game at halftime. They were able to battle back in the second period, but they lost Kerry Blackshear, who fouled out with 4.30 remaining in the game. He finished with 15 points and 8 rebounds. Andrew Nemhard scored all of his season-high 14 points in the second half, but at the end of the game, he takes both of the shots on Florida's last two possessions. He's not able to make either one of them, and UConn is able to come away with the win in another game that looks really concerning for this Florida basketball team. They started the year with a preseason ranking of number six. It's pretty clear now that that was way too high for this team. Yes, there's a lot of talent on this roster, but there's so many new faces, and you can see it when these guys are on the court. There's no chemistry. There's no flow. There's no leadership on the court, and these guys just can't shoot the ball. Now, Mike White, I'm sure, is trying to do all he can, but there seems to be guys out there who are lacking confidence and mental toughness. 
And Mike White just has a long way to go with this team before they're able to start reaching the potential that I think everybody saw for them before the year. We'll hear from Mike White on Tuesday to see what he had to say about this latest loss and where his team goes from here. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.